actually think one huge mistake is not claiming enough, <laughs> um, not so much going to the side of, you know, claiming a little bit too much. But again, especially as business owners, we should try to take every legal, of course, deduction to which we are entitled. But sometimes that requires you to do a little bit of planning, a little bit of documentation, a little bit of verification. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I'm the host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here with us today because we have an amazing show. Now, the Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business advice. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. You're here to get advice about how to take your business to the next level, and we're giving you different angles that you might want to consider. So now with that, I want to turn and introduce my very first guest, who is a longtime friend of mine, Lynette Calfani-Cox. She is known as the money coach. She is a personal finance expert, speaker, and author, and she has written 15 money management books, including her New York Times bestselling book, Zero Debt, The Ultimate Guide to Financial Freedom. Lynette has been seen on more than 1,000 television segments nationwide, including Oprah, Dr. Phil, The Dr. Oz Show, Good Morning America, and The Today Show. If you want more information about her, all you have to do is go over to askthemoneycoach.com. Lynette, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, it's my pleasure. I was looking forward to this. All right. Well, let's jump into it. I know your backstory, but other people don't. How did you become the money coach? Well, I actually had no idea I would do anything in the realm of teaching people about personal finances and money. Um, My educational background was in journalism. And so I got my undergraduate degree in English. Then I got a master's degree in journalism and broadcast journalism specifically from USC, go Trojans. Um, But then I ended up going out from Los Angeles to the East Coast, and I got a job with Dow Jones, which was obviously the parent company of the Wall Street Journal. So I kind of parlayed my journalism background and experience. I worked for the Philadelphia Inquirer and Fox at 10 o'clock news and all that good stuff. And then I started in financial news journalism. And again, to be honest, I didn't know a stock from a bond (laughs) when I started out, Um, but I covered Wall Street. Ultimately, I started writing about corporate finance and investment banking and the brokerage business. And of course, over the years, I got to interview thousands and thousands of experts and, you know, stockbrokers and investment bankers and traders. And I would always ask them about what worked and what they were doing with their clients. And so when I left my role as a Wall Street Journal reporter for CNBC, then I started my own company as the money coach. And then I parlayed that sort of financial journalism background into a lot of what I do today, which is still a lot of media, a lot of writing, and a lot of talking to people about the personal finance issues uh, that matter most to them. 
Well, I'm really glad you you told me all of that. I don't think I knew you went to USC, but <laughs> listen, and I want to talk to you, you know, tax season is right around the corner. And so I wanted to have an opportunity first for you to clarify when are business taxes due and when are personal taxes due? This is a bugaboo of mine. Every year people get this really wrong and they potentially <laughs> get themselves in trouble. So I was wondering if you could first, before we go anywhere, can you please clarify the deadlines? Sure. So first I should actually say, the tax season isn't really technically around the corner. It's here. It's already, you know, upon us. Um, the IRS has started accepting uh, and processing tax returns, and they actually kind of opened the window for that two and a half weeks earlier um, this year compared to what they did last year. But the tax filing deadlines for corporate tax returns, it's March 15th, 2022, to get that 2021 tax filing in there. That's if you are, you have, even if you have a partnership, if you file an 1120 or 1120S, folks like myself, if you have an S Corp, that's what I file. You get sort of K1 and dividend uh, income. And if you pay yourself a wage in that manner, your tax filing deadline is March 15th on the business side. On the individual side, for individual tax returns, again, folks who are filing a 1040 typically tax return, it's April 18th. So you actually have a couple extra days than the, the normal April 15th tax deadline that we know and hear about. Well, I'm glad you clarified that because every year I feel like I'm educating people about, yeah, business taxes are due March 15th. Um, and it seems like it's a surprise to people. So, so let's jump into it, though. What are the biggest changes that people should be looking out for going into 2022? Well, certainly on the small business front, I would highlight two big changes uh, on the tax front, especially as it pertains to deductions, which of course all of us small business owners should be taking advantage of every deduction and or tax credit for which we're eligible and for which we qualify. Um, but two biggies are um, business meals, which for the 2021 tax year um, have increased and also for 2022 from 50% deductions to you being able to write off 100% of those business meals. As long as you eat at a restaurant, you know, uh, or drink at a restaurant, you can't like order some groceries or something or, you know, get some food from a deli or whatever, and then try to write that off. But if you go in and you don't have to even sit down, you can have takeout, you know, again, as long as it's for business purposes or you're having a business conversation, um, you can write off a hundred percent of those business meals, not 50% as was in the past. Um, additionally, the mileage rate changed. Um, and this one was not as favorable. Um, it's 56 cents per business mile driven if you want to be able to write off your mileage on that front. Um, and that's actually down a penny and a half from 57 and a half uh, cents the year prior. So you know, hey, the IRS, Uncle Sam, they're doing, it, reverse inflation. they're doing reverse inflation on people with that. Like that sounds pretty ridiculous. It's kind of <laughs> it's gonna go back up again, or it has for 2022. But yes, for 2021, it actually went down for the business mileage uh, rate. Oh man. Well, let's talk a little bit about like some of the common mistakes that people make with their taxes. 
I mean, I, sure. I would assume that the biggest one is they try to write off too much stuff and, and, and flag themselves for an audit. But other than some of like that sort of like Captain Obvious one, tell me some of the other things that people kind of mess up with their taxes. Sure. So there's a laundry list of um, mistakes and blunders that people make when it comes to filing their taxes. Um, I actually think one huge mistake is not claiming enough, <laughs> um, not so much going to the side of, you know, claiming a little bit too much. But again, especially as business owners, we should try to take every legal, of course, deduction to which we are entitled. But sometimes that requires you to do a little bit of planning, a little bit of documentation, a little bit of verification. So um, sometimes people don't take the deductions to which they're entitled simply because they haven't had good record keeping. Um, and so that's one of the, you know, big blunders. Then there's a whole, you know, other things from transposing numbers, having a social security number wrong, not signing a, a filing, you know, all those kinds of mistakes that will get your return, frankly, kicked back. And certainly if you're owed any kind of IRS tax refund check, it'll make it longer before you see that money coming in your bank account. Well, what kinds of things can you do? I mean, I know it's too late now, but let's just talk about for their planning for 2022. What kinds of tax planning type things can you do to avoid paying so many taxes? I think one crucial thing that a lot of people would be aided by is not just sort of looking at matters related to tax season right around February, March, April, um, ahead of the tax filing deadlines. Really, you should be thinking about tax planning in a strategic manner all year long. So one thing you can do certainly is to have connections with a professional, a CPA, an accountant, a paid tax preparer, somebody who can give you some guidance and feedback and to help you along the way to be thinking about, again, the deductions for which you qualify, strategies for reducing business taxes, other tax credits for which you might try to make sure that you are able to capture. And just as a whole, the ways in which you can run your business more effectively in terms of being able to perhaps combine some elements of your everyday life or your lifestyle, if that's a part of your normal business activities. So I think one thing is to just really think through that taxes isn't just about the first quarter or so of the year, but it's really something that you should make a habit of um, kind of engaging with a professional and thinking through on a longer term basis. All right. Now, I think I know the answer to this question, but unless your business is accounting, you shouldn't do your own taxes, should you? <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> Although even though earlier in my life, you know, in my, I don't know, early 20s or something, from maybe even 18 on, and I started working when I was a teenager, I actually did used to do my own taxes for a long time. I, I'm a geek like that, though. I would literally sit there and read tax books. And to this day, I'm still, I kind of geek out on it. And I read tax books every year. And I like to learn about tax changes new laws that have come about that affect all of us, whether we're small business owners and entrepreneurs or otherwise. But no, frankly, I think that the experts are best left, are best positioned to be able to help us to not only file and prepare our tax returns, but to do so on time and to make sure that they, you know, in a way that they understand all of the 
new things that happen because unless you're you know a CPA an accountant a tax preparer nobody's going to have the time the effort the energy or frankly most people the wherewithal and the desire to keep up with all of those um, updates in the law and they do happen on an annual basis now I know that you have some specific advice for people around should they be so fortunate as to get a tax refund like what is it that you know how should people plan for their tax refund you know a lot of people just blow their tax refund like you know what do you think people should do if they if they believe they're going to get a tax refund right well the irs actually says that about 75 percent of all taxpayers do get a tax refund check and the typical tax refund is almost three thousand dollars it's about twenty eight hundred dollars so that's a nice chunk of uh, money to to work with um, I think there's three smart things that you can do with that tax refund check if you're so fortunate to get one from Uncle Sam. One, pay down some debt. Way too many Americans have way too much debt, small business owners included. A lot of them are just, you know, putting bills on their own personal credit cards and or their business cards, et cetera, but pay down some debt. That's a strategic, smart use of some of your tax refund uh, monies. You should also save more. Uh, unfortunately, the average American, again, has a woefully small amount of savings. Um, in fact, you know, studies from the Fed and, and elsewhere show that the average American doesn't even have $400 in emergency savings and that if an emergency did come up, they'd have to whip out plastic, borrow from someone else or you know, go to another source to be able to deal with that unexpected event. The savings problem in this country is huge, especially given the pandemic, where we saw that so many things can be sort of out of our own control. Um, it's one of the reasons, um, Melinda, I know that you know that I'm super happy to have partnered recently with H&R Block. Um, they've actually launched a digital banking app, a mobile banking app, and a savings account called Spruce Money. And it's phenomenal in terms of helping people to be able to meet this challenge of saving more money. It's a free app and you don't have to be an H&R Block client to do so, but you get to use this app in ways that really foster greater savings because they're giving you little nudges to tell you to save. They're helping you to track your spending and they're helping you to allocate or to earmark a portion of your tax refund check to, to say, how much do I want to put automatically into savings? So they're making you be more mindful about the smart use of that fund as opposed to just you know, blowing the money as soon as you get that refund check. So, so Spruce is a great resource um, that I would definitely encourage your audience to, to check out. And then lastly, I would say investing in yourself. Certainly as small business owners, we all take risks. We all do invest in ourselves. We invest in our businesses, but you know, there's other things you can do to upgrade your skill set, to take boot camps, workshops, courses, um, et cetera, things that will help you in your career or in your line of work. That's a great way to use your tax refund check as well. I love it. I love it. That was great advice. All right. I got one last question for you. What is the best business advice that you have ever gotten? Hands down, the single best advice I've ever received was from uh, my sister, Debbie. She passed away, unfortunately, in 2014. But Debbie was a phenomenal person. And she always told me this message, which was bring your A game. And it was about excellence. It was about always striving to be the best at what you do, to not make excuses, to not do things in a half-baked manner, um, and to show up 
in a way that represents you personally and professionally in the best possible light. So, you know, I really took that uh, advice to heart um, in so many ways throughout my career, but certainly in the, in the wake of her passing, even more so, it made me think about the high standards um, that she set. She was a small business owner as well. Um, and I like to think that I'm kind of carrying that torch along in her honor and beyond that I'm definitely bringing my, my A game. I love it. All right. This is Melinda Emerson. I'm here with Lynette calfani Costa, the money coach, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I want to welcome you to Small Biz Lady University. Our mission here is to end small business failure. So all of the courses here are about two things, how to become your own boss or how to make money online. So that's what we do here. So whether you want to learn about email marketing and sales funnels, or you're ready to get started with social media selling, or if you're really just getting started with e-commerce, you might want to jump into our How to Sell and Market Online course. Either way, if you want to learn how to become your own boss and do it well, I have everything you need here at smallbizladyuniversity.com. If you have any questions or have any technical problems getting signed up, just email us at support at melindaemerson.com. Take care. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host, and I'm here with Lynette Calfani-Cox, the money coach, and she's going to give us some advice now for if you have some tax issues, what do you do? If you're afraid of the IRS, what should you do? Lynette, tell us, you know, if you've got some tax troubles or you haven't filed in two or three years and you're getting these threatening letters from the IRS, what should you do? The main thing is don't avoid the IRS. They actually have a number of flexible payment plans, installment plan options, and other things to help people to deal with their tax issues. And so if you owe $50,000 or less, you can get into a, an installment plan. So you don't need to fear the IRS um, in ways that most people tend to kind of keep themselves up at night with fear and worry. Well, and now if you do have an issue, though, should you try to negotiate yourself or should you hire an enrolled agent, which is a CPA that's gotten some additional certification training to negotiate with the IRS on behalf of clients? Is it good for you to just try to pick up the phone yourself or should you hire some help? I think that for routine matters, you can actually do it yourself. If you have a very basic kind of situation, you want to explain that to the IRS, um, I don't think that you have to hire an enrolled agent for more complex matters, for multi-year matters, for more sophisticated, let's say, issues or problems. I don't think it can certainly hurt to have an enrolled agent on your side. But I just don't want people to think that if they've been behind the financial eight ball or if they don't have the money to hire somebody, that they kind of stick their head in the sand and do nothing. It's much better to approach them on your own rather than do nothing. All right. You heard it here from Lynette Calfani-Cox, the money coach. She told you, if you've got some IRS problems, don't be afraid. Pick up the phone. Hiding your head in the sand is only going to make your problem worse. What is your favorite podcast, Lynette Calfani-Cox? What is your favorite podcast? Ooh, I guess I would have to say I like uh, His and Her Money. I think I like what a lot of folks are doing. You put me on the spot with that one, um, but I'll, I'll go with I'll go with I'll go with his and her money. All right, I'll take it. I haven't heard of that one, so I have to check it out. All right, Lynette, what is your favorite business app? I guess I would say Mile IQ. 
tracking your business mileage, which is one of the things that I alluded to earlier in terms of um, what folks need to know for their taxes. And if you're a small business owner and you're driving around, you want to make sure that you keep tabs on what you're doing for the personal front and on the business front. Love it. Lynette, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I'll go with a, with a, with a classic, a 25 year old book originally, which uh, still resonates and has been updated um, for today. The brand called you um, by Peter Montoya. And when you think about it, this book was, I don't know, written in 97 or so, I think originally, but even more relevant for today, we think about big brands, Coca-Cola, Nike, et cetera, but it's all about every one of us having a personal brand and how that carries out in the work that we do and how we need to pay attention and curate those brands. I love it. I love it. My favorite book is Disrupt You by Jay Samet, because he says, if you want to disrupt the world, start by disrupting yourself. I love that book. I think everyone should read it. This was so awesome. Please support my guests because they have given their time and advice here tonight to help all of us do better in business. Thank you all for watching this episode of the Small Biz Chat podcast. If you're looking for your digital pivot, I've got a resource that's going to help you. We've got wonderful courses over at Small Biz Lady University, and I have one called Social Media Selling that we just launched earlier this year. So if you're looking to figure out how you can turn your social into cash, I've got everything you need. All you have to do is head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com. You know, the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. It is my honor to work with you all and share my insight and those of my guests. And I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.